This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. And welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co host is my amazing service dog, Lovey. And we're excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject working dogs and working animals. And today we are welcoming Ashley Drew from Pet Partners. And Ashley is Pet Partners National Director of Special Events. And she's going to be talking with us about the rewarding work that volunteer pet partners do every day. And she's also going to be talking with us about an upcoming exciting National Therapy Animal Day that she and Pet Partners are hosting. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Ashley Drew from Pet Partners to the show. Pets are part of the family. Make sure you can always afford the quality health care they need with Easy Pet Check, a nationwide pet insurance alternative. With Easy Pet Check, you'll save up to 75% on all your pet's health care at any licensed veterinarian in the U.S. Easy Pet Check accepts all dogs and cats regardless of pre-existing conditions. Visit EasyPetCheck.com. That's the letters EasyPetCheck.com. Taking care of your pet can be easy with Easy Pet Check. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so thrilled to have Ashley Drew with us today from Pet Partners. Hello, Ashley, and welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah, well, we're just so thrilled for you to be with us, and we love Pet Partners. So I want to, so first of all, let's just get started by you telling us about Pet Partners. What's your mission, Ashley? And give us a little background about your history. Absolutely. So Pet Partners' mission is to improve people's health and well-being through the human-animal bond. I'm sure you've experienced it yourself that you just can't help but smile when you see an animal or a dog. And so that joy that everybody, you know, feels with their own pet is something that's very near and dear to our hearts and especially our volunteers. And so our therapy animals and their handlers, you know, have such a wonderful loving relationship and they get to go out into the community and share that with others. And it's just so powerful and how it works. And we're able to serve so many different communities across the U.S. and then in 15 other countries. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, I have to laugh when you were saying that about when we smile. I was thinking, and some of us squeal. Yes, when we see <laughs> the animals. We can't even, we got to do more than smile because they're so adorable. So tell us, you know, there's so much confusion about therapy animals and service animals. Yeah. So tell us actually, what's the difference in pet partners, therapy animals? What is that? Perfect. Yeah, that's a great question. 
So the difference between a service animal versus an emotional support versus a therapy animal is that a service animal or an emotional support animal serves one-to-one. So that animal serves their owner. And so that's what's different about us is a therapy animal serves one to many. And so our therapy animal teams, which is uh, the handler, which is the human part of the leash, and then their animal work as a team and they go into the community to meet others. And so it's okay to pet our therapy animals. Whereas with a service animal, a lot of times you can see on their vest, it says, I'm working, don't touch. Whereas ours is very much encouraged that ours, you know, can help you reduce your stress. Like there's all different things that we, there's all this research that's backed within the therapy animal community, which is why we're considered the gold standard. And so it's really, really great what our therapy animal teams get to do within the community. I love that. Well, I love the way you describe that. That's a great way to look at it. That lovey, she works with me, just me. But the pet therapy dogs, they can work and serve a lot of people. So I love that, the one-to-one and one-to-many. That's a great way, Ashley. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, so tell us how, because I know you guys have some pretty serious standards for your dogs. So tell us, how does someone get their pet certified as a pet therapy animal? Sure. And so we actually, it's called registration. So we don't certify any animals. Thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, not a problem. So it first starts with the person. And so if you're interested in becoming a Pet Partners Therapy Animal Team, you would go to our website under the volunteer tab and you'd create a profile. And then you would get registered to take the handler's course where it tests your knowledge on how you can, you know, read the signs and symptoms that your animal is kind of showing you. And so you take that test. And then once you pass that, you go on to the next step, which would be scheduling your evaluation. And the evaluation is an in-person test that you actually take with your animal. And you go through a bunch of different kind of scenarios that you would during an actual in-person visit. And so the evaluator would ask you to ask your dog to sit, and then they would see how they would respond if they approached you without addressing the animal. And then they would be like, okay, now I'd like to see you, you know, walk your dog on a leash, and I'm going to tell you to stop periodically. And so a lot of basic obedience kind of comes into play during the evaluation. And then once you test and you pass your evaluation, you get a complex or predictable rating. And then from there, you submit the rest of your paperwork. And once you get your credentials, you get to go into the community and visit. Oh, nice. It's really wonderful. Animals need to be at least one years old, except for rabbits, guinea pigs, and rats. They need to be at least six months old to become a therapy animal team. And I guess let me back up real quick. We registered nine different species. Thank you. Um, That was my question. (laughs) Yes, you read my mind. Yeah, which that's so different than service animals, well, at least in the United States, because the Americans with Disabilities Act changed a few years ago, and now they only, and we do certify, so it's only certification for dogs and horses under 100 pounds. So yeah, tell us about all the different types of animals that pet partners will register. Yeah. So we have nine different species. So we have dogs, cats, pigs, rats, guinea pigs, rabbits, horses, also mini horses, llamas and alpacas and birds. 
And so it's just so neat because let me tell you, when I first started, I got to meet an alpaca on National Therapy Animal Day and it was absolutely magical. (laughs) Yes, they're adorable. (laughs) Yes, so cute. We've had a few on the show. Yes, so cute. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's a lot. Boy, that sounds like a fun party to be with all of those different types of animals. That sounds awesome. Definitely, because not everybody's a cat person, not everybody's a dog person, but most people are. But it's really great to have such a diverse group of animals since we serve such a diverse population within the community as well. Yes, yes. So the course that you talked about, is that online, Ashley, or are they held in person? How does somebody find a course and sign up for it? Absolutely. So when you create your profile through our volunteer center, you can either sign up to take the handler's course online, which can take up to three to four hours. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but you have the freedom to log in and log out as often as you want to complete that. Or we do, well, prior to COVID, we did offer in-person courses where those take about eight hours. And it's kind of like defensive driving, where you get to have more of an interactive learning experience because you have the instructor right there teaching you everything you need to know. And you have the opportunity to ask questions and have more of a dialogue and a conversation, which I know some people learn better in that environment. So we do offer both ways. And as we continue on, I believe they're going to be scheduling, if not already, more in-person courses as people get more comfortable and and vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure, just like you said about people having affinity for different animals, they have different learning styles. And I'm sure people appreciate the online option as well as the in-person option. Absolutely. Yes. So, and you said that you guys are in how many countries? We're in 15 different countries. Wow. But it started in the United States? It did, yeah. So our headquarters is based in Bellevue, Washington. Cool. Well, that's amazing that you guys have grown so globally. Because when was the organization founded? Like in the early 90s, was it? Um, So originally it was the Delta Society and we were started back in, I believe it was 1977. Wow, even sooner. Yeah, so over, over 40 years in existence. Wow, that's wonderful. I know. I remember the Delta Society days. Yep. So (laughs) I'm dating myself. Yes, but I do remember the Delta Society days. Yes. Well, that's so great. And now you're much more formal and you have standards. So tell us a little bit about those standards. You mentioned it a little bit, but if someone's thinking about it, they want to work on getting their pet ready. What do they really need to do? You mentioned the basic obedience, but what else would they need to do to get ready to meet those standards? Sure. So it's really important that you and your animal have a really good working relationship and that, you know, you as a person have that strong bond with your pets that you can make sure that you can advocate for them during a visit and be able to guide the interaction so that everybody is safe, so that you guys stay safe and the people that you're visiting. And so that's something that's really important to us that we really like to focus on. And so that's why that in-person evaluation, our evaluators and the volunteers that are there are really able to kind of see that bond to be able to see if you'd be making a perfect volunteer team. And so I can't speak to 
all of our standards because <laughs> I'm not as well versed as some of our other wonderful staff members. But I know that your animal has to live with you for over a year. They need to be at least one year older for dogs. And then we don't require any specific courses. So like our, our program managers, I'd heard them mention that, you know, some people choose to do the canine good citizen, but it's definitely not required. But you will need to have basic obedience because you'll want to make sure that your dog, you know, sits, stays part of the evaluation. They have like a leave it where they have them leave a toy. Um, we also have neutral dog where they're tested on walking by a dog that just appears and they want to see kind of how that interaction is. If your animal is going to stay with you or is it going to go and try and interact with the other animal that's just walked by them. And so our website's got a lot of really wonderful resources and our programs team is really great about getting back to anybody who has any questions or want to learn more information about becoming a registered therapy animal team. That's excellent. And we will definitely have that web address on our site so that our listeners can find you guys because yes, it's a wonderful website that makes it really super clear about all the requirements and, and how to get that course and get information so that you can become registered. Yeah, well, you mentioned COVID-19, which is the pandemic that we're all living in these days. Tell us, Ashley, how that has impacted pet partners and the work of therapy animals. It's made a huge impact because all of our volunteerism is that in-person interaction. And so I know that the populations that we visit have been missing the visits like crazy um, because our therapy animal teams, you know, go into the hospitals and, you know, visit all types of different people. And same with the schools. We have a read with me program where our teams go in and the kids get to read to a dog. And so with schools, you know, being with virtual learning, that's had an impact there. We also have workplace well-being where we would go into businesses for um, stress relief for staff where we haven't been able to go and do that. Same thing with our veterans or senior living facilities. You know, they're definitely missing visits because some of them during COVID, their family couldn't even come see them. So they weren't seeing their family. They weren't seeing their therapy animals. You know, it can cause a lot of isolation for a lot of people. And I know even in my own life, it was just very hard not getting to see any of the teams that I was used to seeing. You know, I was able to interact with therapy animals on a daily basis on a regular business day. And then to go to not seeing anyone but my own animals, you know, thankfully, I did have my own, but... (laughs) the therapy animals just knew what you needed at that time. Yeah. yeah. It's a different interaction. Yeah, It is. Yeah. You know, and so it's just been so hard, but our teams are so incredible and so creative. And so during the pandemic, they got creative and they did virtual visits. That's what I was wondering. Yes. (laughs) And so they've utilized Zoom and FaceTime And so many of them have still been able to interact with some of the people that they are used to visiting. We've also had the opportunity to go and visit more of our first responders and our healthcare workers. So when everything was pretty much locked down, some of our teams were able to still go visit those nurses and those doctors that were working in the COVID unit. And so I know that that was really, really meaningful to them to just be able to have a minute to interact with an animal. 
Yes, I'm so glad they got to do that. Yeah, to go into that high risk area. That was pretty high risk that they were going into. But oh, I'm so glad because boy, they're needed now more than ever. So needed. And then some of our teams do window visits. And so yes, I've seen that on television. I love it. Yeah, They would go by some places. And then some of our other teams even got creative and had um, little cardboard cutouts (laughs) of their therapy dogs made that they dropped off at facilities that they would visit so that people could either, you know, take a selfie (laughs) with it or, you know, still see it and know, you know, that that therapy animal is missing them just as much as they're, you know, missing them being there. So, you know, just that little thing to be like, hey, we can't be here in person, but we're definitely thinking about you. So it's been really heartwarming to see everything and and you can see through our social media channels people posting their their virtual visits or their more creative visits so if you're looking for a pick-me-up and you know you want to see some really cute dogs really cute animals our social media channels are a great place to to go for sure Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the all those creative ideas. What wonderful ideas of, of how to still connect. Um, even if we couldn't be in person, it was still that still you're making that connection. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors who we love, but we want to come back and we want to hear about this exciting national day that you have coming up. So everybody come right back after these quick messages because Ashley's going to tell us about National Therapy Animal Day. Come right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Ashley Drew from Pet Partners. And before the break, she was telling us about all the amazing ways that Pet Partners are providing therapy to all different kinds of people and all the different kinds of animals that actually can get registered as a pet partner. So Ashley, you got to tell us big drum roll. What do you guys have planned for us this year? So, so this year, and more specifically, this Friday is going to be National Therapy Animal Day, which is a really special day that Pet Partners actually created to recognize and celebrate our amazing therapy animal teams. I love it. That's such a great idea. I love honoring those teams. And how are people celebrating? What's, what's going on? 
Yeah. So there's so many different things that we can do. And so some of our teams like to celebrate on social media by showing their support by using hashtag National Therapy Animal Day, hashtag Pet Partners, and posting some fun photos and stories of them doing some of their favorite visits. We also encourage the community that if they've received a visit to also post and tell their favorite story about how they were able to receive or demonstrate the power of the human-animal bond, because there's just so many impactful stories that I've heard, especially since I've started, of people being in a coma, and then a therapy animal has visited them and licked their hand, and then they've awoken. And the therapy animal team had no idea, you know, and then the family members around them just start, you know, crying and are just overjoyed. And so there's just so many crazy, impactful stories that it just, it makes me really, really love what I do. And like, every time I meet a new team, I'm like, tell me your favorite experience. Tell me your favorite story. Yeah, I know. Well, that's exactly what you're reading my mind, Ashley. That's what I was thinking when you were talking and then sharing that about someone being in a coma and having that interaction. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine what that means, not only for that person, but for the family members that have, right. that are standing by so worried and, and to see that connection. I mean, it's just, it's so powerful. You have like the best job in the world, Ashley. I do. I love what I do. And my main role is fundraising. And so like, that's what I, my way that I can contribute is to help inspire people to raise money so that we can bring more awareness and register more teams and, you know, get more people out in these communities to do just the amazing work. Yeah. You know, so that's my little way of, you know, being a part of this because our volunteers are the heart and the soul of this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what advice would you offer to someone who wants to become a pet partners volunteer? How do they get started? What What would you advise, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely no time like the present. National Therapy Animal Day is the perfect time to start your volunteer journey and, you know, to change lives for the better through the human-animal bond. You know, we've had so many people actually start the process during the pandemic because they've had, you know, the time at home, they've been spending it with their animals and kind of reconnecting with them. And so getting started is very easy. You just go to petpartners.org and to the volunteer section, and then you'll create your username and password for your profile. And then you would start by getting signed up for the handlers course, which we spoke about earlier. And then from there, it's just step by step. And we've got a bunch of wonderful volunteers that can you know, help you along the way. So they do the course, they get that done, they do a great job with their animal. How do they start going out in their community? How do they start working like with a hospital or a library or how do they get those opportunities locally? Absolutely. That's a great question. So there's lots of different ways. So depending on what you're passionate about is kind of where it'll lead you. I know some of the teams that I've spoken with, they've said that their dogs, for example, if I'm going to talk about a specific species, really love kids. And so that's how they got into the Read With Me program and got into working with the schools. We've also had other volunteers that are like, I just want to, you know, I want to volunteer with anybody, you know. And so when you become a volunteer, you can actually search for volunteer opportunities in your area. And so that actually pops up a bunch of different places. And so we've got a really great resource 
through the volunteer center for places that are requesting visits. Cause we've got a lot of different facilities that would love to have therapy animal teams and we just don't have enough to meet the need. So for people that are open and interested in, you know, visiting any sort of population, the website's a great place to go. And then we also have wonderful community partner groups, which are kind of volunteer led groups within various cities where they have kind of their own wonderful network that are made up of handlers and um, therapy animals. And so getting connected with them, they can also let you know where there's different visit opportunities in the community. And then you can always call us too. And so say that you, you know, wanted to work at retirement facility or go visit at retirement facilities, you know, we can give you a list of the ones that we have in your area. There's all different ways to get involved and to follow your passion. And it's really just kind of finding out what works best for you and your animal. And we've also, um, some of our cities have mentor programs where they'll pair you up with an established therapy animal team and you can go and kind of shadow a visit and see how your animal interacts in those different populations, so to speak. So there's, there's lots of different things. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love the idea of partnering, especially if you're novice and just mm-hmm. starting out. It can be a little intimidating. Um, although I have to say, I actually, Lovey is dual trained. She was trained first as a service dog, but then I registered her as a pet therapy dog, which was a totally different little training that she and I went through. And she actually does some pet therapy work at a school and at our local hospital and at a local substance use disorder treatment center. So she, yeah, and it is, I wish I would have had another team to work with um, because it can be a little daunting when, if you're Mm -hmm. shy, like Lovey and I were, Um, but boy, being on that leash, you don't have to say much because when they go in, whatever animal it is, how furry and adorable they are, it's amazing how people light up and how doors open and you're able to go in with your dog and, and be with other people. It is pretty darn magical. Yeah, I completely agree. And <laughs> and I think the mentor program is wonderful. I've witnessed it here firsthand locally. I live in Arizona and our Southern Arizona community partner group has established a mentor program. And so whenever they somebody passes their evaluation, they get paired up with a team. And I, I think it's just really great. Yeah. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. I mean, that is perfect, really, where you have that mentorship opportunity and you get to watch a master um, in action, which is so great. It could really help you build your skills. But again, if you don't, I still really encourage people to go for it like Lovey and I did um, because (laughs) it was a little daunting. But when we went in that first classroom, it was just the way the kids responded to her. It was just all my fears were quickly alleviated when she started connecting with them and and the kids read to her and how they wrote her letters at the end of the school year thanking her for listening and helping them improve their reading skills such a gift yeah oh it's so sweet I love it so much and speaking of sweet I know we kind of touched on you know different ways that we can celebrate National Therapy Animal Day we have a signature event called Treats and Sweets Day where people participate by baking treats for people and pets 
in honor of National Therapy Animal Day. So we actually have that going on right now. We did a Facebook Live last week with a couple of our bakers. And then we've got a couple of our therapy animal teams that'll be doing either Facebook or Instagram Lives on National Therapy Animal Day for little baking competitions or kind of sharing some updates on their fundraisers. So that's another wonderful way if you're passionate about baking um, (laughs) or if you just have a passion for fundraising. Or being the taster. Yes, yes, that sounds really (laughs) great. I know Lovey would really want to be the taster. Yeah, treats and sweets day. Oh, I love that. Well, and so you mentioned Facebook. So I'm guessing that you're also on Instagram. And what other social media outlets should we be checking out for you guys? Absolutely. We do have an Instagram. And then we also have a YouTube channel, um, which is really wonderful. Any of our lives we post to our YouTube channel. But we also have some really wonderful stories and videos about impactful stories, too. So it's got a really wonderful resource is going to our YouTube channel because we also have a lot of different specialists within the therapy animal field that have been doing different interviews. And Taylor, who's one of our wonderful researchers on staff, she's been working with animal-assisted interventions and bringing, you know, kind of more awareness around that. So we've also got a lot of really great resources there too. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have just a tremendous amount of content that's so helpful to your volunteers. Yeah, we're certainly we're certainly trying to provide everything. And if we don't have it, when people ask for it, we we definitely get it created. So it's just wonderful. We've got a wonderful team. And we have wonderful volunteers. So we're very, very lucky. Yeah, well, I know our time is almost up, Ashley, but I just have to ask you to share with us your favorite story of a pet partners team that's not a canine team. A favorite story of a team that's not a canine team. (laughs) That's a good question. I'll have to think. When I first started, I actually um, went to an evaluation and um, it wasn't a visit, but um, it was a, a teenage girl who decided that she wanted to get her miniature horse registered. And so after she went through the process, she passed the evaluation, she shared with us that her little sister had passed away from cancer. But before then, she had been visited by a um, therapy animal team. And so it really inspired her sister to get involved. And so after that happened, uh, she decided to get registered. And then um, since then has been bringing her mini horse into the children's hospital so that she could kind of pay it forward in a way. And it ended up being her her little sister's horse. And so I, I thought that that was just so beautiful because we we have so many stories like that where people have been touched by a visit or by a family member that was visited and that inspired them to get involved. I just think it's so wonderful. I was raised volunteering and I think, you know, more and more people need to learn about the importance of volunteering and getting involved in your community, whether it's, you know, with our charity or another. Volunteering is just magical. Yeah, it changed my life. I started as a volunteer at 11 and it changed my Mm -hmm. life. So yeah, I could not agree with you more. And I have to ask you quickly, what is the age um, that pet partners will have volunteers? What's the youngest? That's a great question. I believe it's 12, but don't quote me on that. 
Yeah. Yeah, that sounds probably about right. I was 11 and I had to get special permission. Yep. So 12 sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Ashley, I can't thank you enough for the work that you're doing. It's just so wonderful. And we're just so thrilled about Pet Partners and about National Therapy Animal Day. We will be celebrating it along with you and we'll be following you on your social media and your YouTube channel. So, so exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This, this has been really wonderful and I, I really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we hope you'll come back with us to visit with us again. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. We're going to hold you to it, Ashley. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We're so glad you could join us and we love hearing from you. So please keep your questions, comments, or ideas for future shows coming. And you know, you can email me and lovey at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much for being with us today. We look forward to being with you again soon. And take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.